This podcast sponsored by Cherry Hill Volvo. A Cherry Hill Volvo and XC40 can be leased for as low as $459. And an XC90 leased for as low as $629. The Cherry Hill Volvo offers are very aggressive. Spring into Cherry Hill Volvo for incredibly fabulous offers. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker worker of yours all right one of the most interesting races in my opinion one of the most critical races in my opinion for the republicans in new jersey to take back the state legislature the state senate which can happen it really can and i'm going to be out there all weekend doing my part to make it happen but it's in district 11 and the republican candidate steve denistrian joins me now steve thanks for making time for me today buddy this race is coming down to the wire yeah, it sure is, Rich. We are, we've are we got about 12 days to go to Election Day, and we are out in the district working hard to uh, make sure we get out the vote, which is going to be absolutely critical. Uh, as I mentioned to you the last time, this is my first time ever running for public office uh, after 35 years in the business world and, uh, and working in the work world. And uh, we are determined to make a positive difference here in a you know, in a district in, in a state where we've got so many significant problems caused by this current administration and my opponent, this guy by the name of Bingo Powell. Yeah, and you know, and I, and I saw one of the mail pieces that was put out by Monmouth County parents who, who gave the guy a, an F on values. Uh, radical sex ed curriculum, keeping our children safe, school funding, parents' rights, biological boys and girls' sports and classes. Bingo Powell gets an F on all those, Steve. He does. You know, he's really, uh, you know, and again, this is me new coming to this process. He has his fingerprints on all of this. And uh, the evidence and his, his voting record is very clear. He's the architect, Rich, of all of this from the get-go. The man is the chairman of the Senate Education Committee. And he was the one who sponsored uh, sex ed for kids as young as kindergarten for the second grade. It's, it's, it's blossomed into all these destructive policies that parents are fighting back on right now. And we would give him an F in all of these categories if we were rating him like we were in grammar school. And we would give him one A, Rich, which would be in manipulation. I've <laughs> never come across a human being who has manipulated people as effortless, effortlessly as this guy. He just speaks out of his mouth both sides of his mouth all the time. So I've never seen somebody lie so so fluidly to uh, constituents uh, as this guy. And in addition to the education stuff, which I still think is the number one issue right now, driving parents, Steve, I, t- I, I talk to parents every day, every day, and it's schools, schools, schools. It is the issue driving us. But we also, Veterans Day is coming up, and New Jersey lost hundreds of our heroes at New Jersey Veterans Homes. And he was also the chairman of the Senate Military and Veterans Affairs Committee that oversaw these state-run veterans' homes where hundreds of them died from COVID-19 absolutely unnecessarily. Um, I, I argue these people were, 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 these heroes were murdered, Steve Denistrian. 
Yeah, that's it's exactly right. This is another one of these shocking things that I've discovered uh, during this journey, uh, Rich. He was chairman of that Senate committee with with jurisdiction and uh, responsibility for the care and well-being of the veterans in state-run nursing facilities during and after the pandemic. At least 200 veterans died in uh, two particular nursing homes. And even on the heels of that, Rich, he had his Democratic colleagues calling on him to use subpoena power to initiate investigations. And he refused to do so because he chose to protect Phil Murphy instead of protecting the families of those that were uh, unfortunately killed at the hands of the state and uh, those were at risk. The Department of Justice and even another State Department a state uh, office here in New Jersey issued scathing reports about this in recent weeks. And this guy, you know, walked away from it. Look, Rich, if, if people went to jail for Bridgegate, somebody needs to go to jail and be held responsible for the deaths of these 200 veterans. That's the bottom line. Yeah, I, I agree. I think you're exactly right about that. And um, there's a bombshell admission over New Jersey school policy. I saw that New Jersey 101.5 had this yesterday, uh, this trans policy that came out. Eric Scott reported on this that um, essentially now many schools could de- defy this guidance from the state. And the reality is that, and this is what we have to remember here, a lot of school districts are being bullied by the state of New Jersey into this this notion that you must keep a child's uh, gender identity, and I'm, I'm putting air quotes here, you can't see it because it's radio, obviously, I'm going to do the air quotes thing, their gender identity secret from parents. And so what happens is, is that the Murphy administration and this disgrace of an attorney general, they're bullying these school districts into believing that this is a policy they must adopt, so that if, if my my daughter goes to school and tells everybody that, that you know she's actually Johnny and dresses up as a boy all day, I don't have a right to know about it. And it's not a mandate, it's guidance from the Murphy administration. The state's lying about it. School districts are now waking up to this fact. But Steve, they've been bullied into believing that they will lose state funding if they don't go along with this nonsense. Yeah, all you have to do is just take a look at the uh, chronology of events, Rich, to see how the state has been pushing school districts to do things that they don't have to do, right? Now we have a growing number of school districts across the state abolishing this Murphy Platkin Gopal child gender policy, the one that you mentioned. It's the controversial policy that forbids parental notification should a child try to change their gender on school records while they're in school. And Richard also instructs schools to maintain a second set of files on children who want to change their gender identity. So there's one that they'll show their parents and there's one that there's not. So uh, Platkin, the attorney general, filed suit against three Monmouth County school boards uh, back in August. Those school boards had voted voted to allow parents to be mandated, uh, parents to be notified. Right? Those parents want to be notified, so he sued to shut them down. And yet, um, there was a big public backlash after that. And yet, he's digging in on these lawsuits, and they changed their tune after the backlash. Right now, they're just calling it guidance. So, here's the key question. So if this now not mandatory guidance is just that, then why is Plekin suing parents? Why is he suing these school boards? It doesn't make any sense to anybody, you know, and that's why we're calling on Matt Plotkin 
to resign as attorney general. Instead of focusing on the crime problem uh, caused by the Murphy-Gopal uh, crime laws that lowered incarceration standards, instead of reversing those laws to contend with this crime spree that we're seeing across Monmouth County, they're focused on school. They're, they're focused on suing parents who sit on these school boards voluntarily. But now we've got we've got ten school boards that have voted to abolish this policy uh, in its entirety, and more will come, Rich. More will come, and our prediction is that as parents take control of this issue, parents and grandparents are going to show up at the polls in record numbers this year, and they're going to let Murphy, Platkin, and Gopal know exactly where they stand. Yeah, exactly right. And Steve Denistrian joins me. He is running for the state Senate in New Jersey. If we can flip the state Senate here, this would be huge. And Steve's a guy from the private sector, so he actually knows, he actually had to work for a living, and he's not just a political hack like his opponent, Vingo Powell. So Steve, I mean, I'm with you 100%, pal. And if you, and think about this now, if the Senate flips, you guys can have hearings on this stuff. You can bring in the Attorney General Matt Placken, who's obviously you know, and I'm and I'm 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 really glad you're calling on him to resign. He's obviously not going to go anywhere voluntarily. So you can call him in, and you can have Judiciary Committee hearings and Oversight Committee hearings on this guy, and ask him why are you bullying parents? Why are you out there lying? Why why are you go- going after parents in school districts when this is not a mandate? It's only guidance. Why are you abusing yeah. your office? Yes, yes. We're going to, you know, Rich, we are within striking distance of taking the majority in the Senate. We need five seats. And let's just talk about for just a quick minute what we will do. This is straightforward. This is not all that difficult. This stems from the right thing to do, right? So first and foremost, we'll pass a comprehensive Parents' Bill of Rights that will ensure parents are involved in everything to do with their health and well-being of their children. We're going to restore $70 million in funding that was cut out of our schools by Vin Gopal and sent to other parts of the state. We're going to initiate subpoena-driven investigations of the deaths of those veterans in those nursing homes. And we will bring people forward and hold them accountable. We'll repeal the crime laws that have caused the crime wave across the state. And we will back law enforcement to our core and stand behind them so they can do their jobs. We'll do a full-stop moratorium on offshore wind until we understand what's going on with our oceans, and we're going to end Phil Murphy's radical plans to ban gas stoves and gas cars as part of his crazy master energy plan. And finally, we will do something very meaningful on property tax relief. There is a $10 billion surplus sitting down there in Trenton that belongs to the people and we will get it back to them. Not for gimmicks for election year antics, Rich, to try to get reelected, but we will institute something meaningful and systemic to address this problem once and for all. Yeah, I love that. You have concrete plans, and that's important. And I, I know that you're going to be a fighter because you are a fighter. And yeah. this is not something you had. That you weren't you weren't sitting around dying to be in the state legislature. You knew you had to step up and do your part and help. And you have concrete ideas, Steve Denistrian. And that's why I've always been a fan of yours and a fan of your candidacy here. And, and the last thing I want to ask you is, you know, we, we still are talking about these wind turbines that are Monmouth County, New Jersey, 
the entire Jersey Shore is going to be forever changed, I argue ruined by these things. And again, this is another time where Vin Gopal, as a state senator, is completely letting down his constituents in that county, local elected officials, pushing these wind turbines, pushing this radical green agenda that's not going to do a damn thing for climate change, but it is going to destroy the Jersey Shore, which is our most precious resource and by far our biggest tourism driver. It's our engine. And, and he's pushing all these things, Steve. Yeah, he uh, again, we're going to go back to the uh, A that we gave him in manipulation, Rich, on the report card, right? So he voted among with all the other Democrats to initiate this multi-billion dollar industrialization of our ocean, okay? He voted to get it going, and now at the 11th hour, he says he's concerned about cost. You know, Rich, that's like me trying to build a brand new home from scratch, and then when the last nail is about to be put in, asking uh, about the cost, Right. It's just more more and more of his lies. We just had another dead whale wash up in Monmouth County last week. It's the 74th one to wash up since December of 2022. 50 dead dolphins. Uh, people believe it might have something to do with the sonar mapping taking place. You know what? And, and, and the, the other thing that they've not talked to the people about is this lofty dream to put these turbines out there which are like the size of the Empire State Building in New York City, would increase our energy costs for the next 40 years, Rich. Hmm. Right? It's just more lies, lack of transparency, and something that's gone too far left. That the people, per the data that, you know, per the, the polls that have been done, the people just don't want. But they're not listening to the people. But come November 7th, they're going to be listening to the people in a whole new way, Rich, just marked by words. Uh, First-time candidate here, my gut instinct tells me we are ready to push the state back in the right direction. Again, first-time candidate, that really has resonated with a lot of people around the district. I grew up, as I've told you before, a son of immigrants, um, uh, first-generation American, blue-collar, poor, made my way in the work world, raised a family. Stepping in, I don't want a second career, Rich. I don't want to be in Trenton for the rest of my life, but I couldn't sit by the sidelines and look at this craziness engulf our lives. And and people like me have to step up. We're the ones that will take the state back. We can do it. I'm confident that we can, but it's going to take everyone, everyone to vote this cycle on November 7th. Every vote will count for sure. 100%. Steve, where can we learn more about you, your campaign, and uh, and all, all of that important information? Yeah, the website is um, uh, www.steve4nj, S-T-E-V-E-F-O-R-N-J.com. And from there, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and all the social channels as well. And, right, and, and can you. people vote by mail right now if they need to? Yeah, vote by mail is underway right now in New Jersey. Uh, if you register to vote, you should have your ballot now. Find it in that pile of mail in your house. Please get it back in. In-person early voting starts this Saturday, the 28th, and it runs through uh, November 5th, including weekends. So if you're busy on Election Day and you can't get out, uh, look up on your local clerk's office uh, locations to vote within your county. Uh, you can, you know, if you live in one town and there's a select number of polling locations around your county, you can vote at any of those locations early. I, I did that last year. It's very convenient. Or you can vote right on election day. Uh, but so there's three different ways and three different options uh, to vote this year, Rich. 
Steve Dinistrian, best of luck, my friend. Uh, I think you're going you're gonna to get there. You're going to be a great state senator. You're going to help the Republicans flip it. I appreciate you running. I appreciate you coming on the show. Best of luck, my friend. Thank you. Thanks to all the listeners out there, guys. Please spread the word for us, okay? Thank you, Rich. Okay, as we continue along here in our fourth and final hour here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Senator Rand Paul has a new book out on COVID, and I'm so glad that he's pushing back on all the lies that were told by Asanto Fauci. That's Anthony Fauci, the nation's leading infectious disease doctor. You obviously always have to say that by law. It's not my law, it's the law. Uh, he's got his new book out, and he was talking to John Stossel about it. And the fact that America has paid for this gain-of-function research. He, he paid, I mean, we paid for it, and, and they lied to us about it. They lied to us about it. And I'm so glad that the senator wrote this book. I'm so glad he's pushing back on this. And good. You know, the book is called Deception, The Great COVID Cover-Up, and it charges Fauci and others with funding this dangerous gain-of-function research and then covering it up. He said the three people... And the Wuhan lab got sick with a virus of unknown origin in November of 2019. The Wuhan lab is a thousand kilometers away from... Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Where bats live. A thousand kilometers. I'm no math guy, but I think a thousand kilometers is a lot of miles. A lot of miles. And today, the FBI, the Energy Department, and others agree with Paul. They all believe COVID most likely came from a lab and not an undercooked bat burger from the Wuhan wet market, an undercooked bat burger with a side of pangolin fries and a raccoon dog aioli. We know it came from the lab and we paid for it. But remember something, too. When Fauci was out there, he was lying about everything. There's a couple points to this that I, I think are relevant to what we've been talking about really all week here. And that is that the government decides what is information and what is misinformation. The government decides these things, and they decide these things for us. And so the government decided a long time ago that COVID had to come from the wet market. So they shut down debate. They knew it didn't. They knew it didn't. You go back to all the emails from January, February of 2020. They knew it came from a lab, but they lied about it. They lied. about it. The CIA knew about it, and they lied about it, too. They covered up for China, the national security state 
covered for China. And you got to ask yourself why. I have my own theories about that. But the government would not let you talk about the lab leak theory. Remember, I was talking about it every day back then. I was still in morning drive. And as soon as COVID hit our shores, as soon as things started to get real and, you know, idiots like King Philip the Unaccountable and Tom Wolf started locking us down. Well, I said this thing came from a, from a lab. It's a bioweapon. It's, and it didn't, and, and this idea that it, that it escaped from the lab, you, you know, escape can be deliberate and escape can be accidental. You know, they have these escape rooms out there. Have you ever seen these things? Where you go and you pay money to get locked in a room and try to escape. So it's an intentional escape if you make it out. You're paying for this experience. But, and I'd love to do one one day. It's, it sounds like a blast. But some people had uh, this notion that when you say it escaped from a lab or leaked from a lab, that that was an accident. I'm still not convinced. I'm still not convinced it was an accident. I think we need to know. We'll never know the truth with this administration, obviously, because Joe Biden is bought and paid for by China. So he's never going to get to the bottom of it. But think about it. Trump's imposing all these tariffs on China. China is hurting economically because of this. This is the president finally pushing back on them. Joe Biden reversed all those when, as soon as he got into office. They have this bioweapon here, and they unleash it upon the world. China has a population problem. They, they like all communist, tyrannical regimes, they don't care about their people. So if they lose a couple hundred or a couple million, well, what are you going to do? It helps them. It, it actually, this is why you've seen purges and famines and all these other things under tyrannical regimes throughout history. This is why dissidents are killed in these tyrannical states. And it's why under communism, you don't have enough resources to actually feed everybody and bring about the socialist utopia that you promised everybody. And so uh, that becomes a problem when you have a lot of people. So I'm not convinced it was an accident, but obviously we'll never know. But I am convinced, and I think everybody at this point is convinced, that, that it came from this lab. As Senator Rand Paul said, COVID came from evil Chinese scientists in a lab funded by America. America funded it. America funded it. And this gain-of-function research, this idea that we take a virus and we say, we're going to make this more deadly, more lethal, more contagious, just to see what happens if something like this comes about in the wild so we know how to beat it. What? How does that make any sense? We're going to build Frankenstein's monster on the off chance that Frankenstein's monster is out there so we know how to defeat him. Oh, and then look, he got out. Of, he, Frankenstein's monster escaped and, and, and ran away and started destroying the villages. Well, what did you think was going to happen, you idiots? If it was an accident, what did you think was going to happen? And for the American people that paid for it, that paid for it, what they, why are we paying to create these monstrosity viruses, these bioweapons? Why would we do this? Why are we tinkering with nature like this? Oh, because, you know, it might be out there in nature and we got to figure out how to fight it. Oh, please, give me a break. No, it's because the, the big pharmaceutical companies win on both ends. They get the funding to create the virus and they get the funding to, to try to find the treatment for the virus. That's the bottom line. You know it and I know it. Gain of function is a gravy train, a gravy train. And they want to keep that gravy train running, which is exactly why they are still lying about it to this day. Still lying about it. Do you remember that uh, Vanity Fair magazine when when, uh, Fauci was there looking all cool by the pool and hanging out? And this is back when you had people like Brad Pitt going on TV and playing Fauci and saying, thank you, Dr. Fauci. Thank you for everything you're doing for us. He was hailed as a hero, Asanto Fauci. Vanity Fair smirked at the time. Fauci once again forced to basically call Rand Paul a sniveling moron. 
And then, of course, the magazine would change its tune, admitting, quote, in a major shift, the National Institutes of Health admits funding risky virus research in Wuhan and Rand Paul might have been on to something. But you see, this is the unholy triad I talk to you about all the time. The corporate media, big tech, and the government, all in on it together. They were all in on it together. So they all said COVID came from a lab or COVID came from a wet market. That's it. Big tech would shut you down if you push the lab leak theory. And the government was pushing them to do that. And the, and the corporate media, they were all out there calling it a conspiracy. The debunked lab leak theory. Joy, Joy Reid from MSNBC, the most racist, vile person on television, calling it debunked bunkum. I remember a certain local radio station in Philadelphia calling it the, uh, the, the debunked conspiracy theory that COVID came from a lab. Debunked by who? It was never debunked. There was no data to prove that COVID came from a wet market, nor was there data to prove it came from a lab at the time the government concluded that it came from the wet market. There wasn't a proper investigation that was done. So they just decided that this is the answer and they're not going to let the investigation occur. But thankfully, investigations still occurred. But you see, if you think about it back then, there was no scientific data to prove that COVID came from an undercooked bat burger. They just said it. And the media came out and said, well, well, the scientists all say, the scientific community all says that uh, COVID-19 came from, uh, came from uh, the wet market. And so they must have come from the wet market. And, and, uh, blah, 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 blah. and if you put it out there, they'd take you down. Here's a little bit of a, uh, of, a, of a walk down memory lane, if you will, with Senator Rand Paul. I, you know, he's one of my absolute favorite senators. He speaks up against the war machine. He speaks up against the pharmaceutical industrial complex. He, he's, he's bold. He's bold like his father was bold. And I admire him. And I, I do think he'd be a great president of the United States someday. I really do. I, I, I know that it's uh, unlikely that the Republican establishment would ever let a guy like him get the nomination. But he would be fantastic if that were to ever happen. But here's a little bit of a uh, walk, walk down memory lane here with Santo Fauci search was going on in that lab and NIH funded it. Remember when Senator Rand Paul accused Anthony Fauci of funding China's Wuhan virus lab? I totally resent the lie that you are now propagating. The media immediately criticized Senator Paul. Rand Paul, stop it. You look like an idiot. Dr. Anthony Fauci blasting Senator Rand Paul. Senator Paul, you do not know what you are talking about. Anthony Fauci once. That was the, the corporate media. All going in and blasting Rand Paul and, of course, taking us on to Fauci's side. Forced to call Rand Paul a sniveling moron. <laughs> but some now have changed. Major shift. NIH admits funding risky research in Wuhan. Paul might have been on to something. To me, it's not so much about them admitting or apologizing. It's really about trying to prevent this from happening again in the future. Paul also pushed the then-controversial idea that COVID began with a lab leak. All the evidence is pointing that it came from the lab, and there will be responsibility for those who funded the lab, including yourself. Did COVID leak from this lab, which did experiments funded by the U.S. government? The media told us, no, COVID came from an animal. The working theory is someone butchered a bat, came into contact with its blood or urine, and then touched his or her nose or mouth. Everybody was saying, came from animals, from bats. I initially was there, too. Then there became reports of... You know, and, and let me just say for the record, and I know that I'm Italian, so I'm a little partial to this, but bat parmesan is delicious. Don't knock it till you try it, right? Uh, 
The key to bat Parmesan, though, like any other Parmesan, is all about the crispiness. This is a mistake people make. You know, what they do, like eggplant, for example, or veal parm, which is my all-time favorite, on the bone, pounded thin, it's dinner time, clearly I'm starving, as you, as we always are this time on, on the show, uh, pounded thin, of course, gotta get it crispy, alright, and what a lot of people do is they mess up that fact and it becomes a soggy mess, but there's a way to do it right, same thing with bat parmesan, don't make it soggy, gotta be crispy, under the sauce and the cheese, just for the record, anyway, uh, back to John Stossel's interview here with Senator Rand Paul. 1,000 animals being tested, no animals with it. No animals with COVID, but... We know that three people in the Wuhan lab got sick with a virus of unknown origin in November of 2019. And that was more than 1,000 kilometers away from where bats live. Exactly. Not only that, lab leaks are common. Accidents do happen. Labs in Singapore, Taiwan, and China accidentally infected themselves with SARS. SARS escaped from labs. So did smallpox anthrax and flu. Now the FBI and others agree with Senator Paul. The Department of Energy has concluded COVID-19 likely came from a lab leak in China. So evil Chinese scientists in a lab funded by America? America funded it, and I think it was uh, maybe not done with evil intentions. It was done with misguided notion that gain-of-function research was safe. Gain-of-function research? That can mean making viruses stronger. They sometimes create viruses that don't exist in nature that are now more infectious. They've gained the function of lethality or infectiousness by being combined in a lab. They're trying to find ways to stop diseases. But many scientists have now looked at this and said, we've been doing this gain-of-function research for quite a while. The likelihood that you create something that creates a vaccine that's going to help anybody is pretty slim to none. The media is weirdly uncurious about this. We have a disease that killed maybe 16 million people worldwide, about a million people in America, and they're not curious as to how we got it. You're trying to obscure responsibility for 4 million people dying around the world okay. from a pandemic. Senator Paul details his arguments in this new... Now, let's, let's, let's think about this for a second. <clears throat> the reason why the media is not curious is because the media, the corporate media works for and on behalf of China. Let's just be very clear. Let's call it what it is. You know, somebody took a, a crack at me the other day that I that I technically work for a corporate media as Odyssey is a corporation. Yeah, let me tell you the difference, though. All right, I'll tell you the difference. We don't make movies. We don't make TV shows. We don't have things to screen in China. That's the difference. We're an audio company. Odyssey is an audio company. And there are people in, in corporate who might have different political views than me, but nobody's ever asked me to, to change my thinking on something, not say something. I've never once been told I can't say something, ever. Corporate media, which is what I'm talking about. Let's go through it for a quick second, shall we? Let's take NBC, NBC News, MSNBC, some of those vile people in the world, the vile human beings in the world, on the planet. MSNBC. NBC, owned by Comcast. Comcast has an, a huge movie division. Comcast has a lot of streaming services. Peacock, I believe it is. And they make movies and TV shows. And they want to show those in China. The reason why CBS, CBS News, with the exception of Catherine Herridge, because she's amazing, she's fantastic, they've got all their streaming nonsense. I don't know what it is, Paramount or whatever it is, their, their thing. ABC. ABC is literally ABC News is owned by Disney. The official corporate name is ABC Disney China. That's the official corporate name. ABC Disney China. 
anyway, I'm just saying that they they have a lot of it. They have a lot of of reasons to keep the Chinese happy. And now let's get into social media. Social media. All right. Social media. Meta Facebook has billions of people that use it in China. So, of course, China is not going to is going to take it down. And and China is going to say that. I mean, Facebook is going to turn around and say this has to be taken down because it's racist and blah, blah, blah. And that's exactly what I'm saying to you. That's exactly what I'm saying. It's all about making money. So they covered for China to make money. I remember early on the Chinese ambassador being on uh, with CBS and he's going on about how racist it is to say it came from a lab. Why is it racist to say it came from a lab? But not racist to say that that the Chinese people eat undercooked bat burgers. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it's, it's it's not it's racist to say it came from a lab that we funded, but it's not racist to say that people go over there with such filthy, disgusting eating habits that they eat raw bat. Give me a break. Give me a break. This was all entirely about covering for China because they make a lot of money over there in China. And the corporate media and big tech and the government all worked together. They all worked together to make sure that China was protected and to make sure that the gain-of-function gravy train was still protected because, like I said, these pharmaceutical companies, they make the money going in and they make the money going out. They create the, the monster and they, they get paid to find the treatment to fight the monster. Good for Rand Paul for speaking out. Let's hold Fauci accountable. We'll be right back. All right, as we continue along here in our fourth and final hour of the media melting down, freaking out over hardline Mike Johnson, the new Speaker of the House of Representatives. Like I told you yesterday on the show, judge people by the character of their enemies as much as the character of their friends, because the enemies very often, who their enemies are, tells you a lot about them. And the media hates Mike Johnson. They hate him. Here's a little montage from our friends over at Newsbusters, as they put together for us uh, the, the, the corporate media doing their thing last night, the corporate media going on and trashing the new Speaker of the House. So this should make you feel good about who they've selected as their speaker. Speaker Mike Johnson is 51 years old. He was first elected in 2016, the least experienced of any speaker in more than 140 years. Good. A hard-right conservative, he played a key role hard in right. efforts to overturn the 2020 election. Speaker-elect Johnson was a leading voice in the effort to overturn the 2020 election and is now the second in line to the presidency. Oh, he has no. into the job with the least experience of any speaker in 140 years. Good. And immediately faces huge challenges, including a looming government shutdown and two wars raging in Israel and Ukraine. The ultra-conservative congressman has questioned funding for Ukraine in the past. He is staunchly anti-abortion rights and has supported the idea of a nationwide abortion ban. He is not in favor of protections for same-sex marriage. He voted against reauthorizing the Violence Against Women Act and against the Bipartisan Infrastructure Bill. And he voted against the Bipartisan CHIPS Act aimed at boosting production of semiconductors here in America. In the early morning hours after the attack on this Capitol on January 6th, Johnson still voting against certifying President Biden's victory. That earned him respect from former President Donald Trump. Overnight, when Johnson secured the nomination, I tried to ask if he stood by his position his vote to not certify the election. Johnson's fellow Republicans booing and shouting. 
but it remains a legitimate question for any new speaker. After more than 60 judges, many of them appointed by Trump, reviewed challenges to the election, but repeatedly declared there was no widespread fraud that would have changed the outcome. So I asked him again today about election integrity and whether he would acknowledge Trump lost. Do you acknowledge that Trump lost the election? I think we'll be unified today. I'm excited about it. He didn't answer the question. Good. Today, Democrats saying it's clear why Johnson succeeded where others have failed. This has been about one thing. This has been about who can appease Donald Trump. Rachel Scott asking the tough questions on the Hill, and you'll keep doing it. Rachel, we support you. Thank you. The tough questions on the Hill. Rachel, the tough questions. Uh, Of course, as they freak out, remember, Hakeem Jeffries is the ultimate, the ultimate election denier. Let's not forget that. Hakeem Jeffries, who said that Donald Trump is still, still uh, an illegitimate president elected by Russia. Still saying all those things. And yesterday, comparing the high holy day of, uh, of the left, January 6th, to worse than 9-11, worse than the Civil War, worse than Pearl Harbor, worse than uh, the Holocaust, everything. Um, yeah, so, you know, I mean, this is, this is what I mean. Ju- judge them based on the people that hate them. Okay, and if you if you if you can do that, you'll be great. Now, it, it's it's interesting how suddenly now you've got all of these people coming out, like the lesser Cuomo, acknowledging how the corporate media, ABC, banned them from wearing American flags after nine eleven. I got to give the lesser credit. I mean, in his lesser career, he's been doing better things. But he's still the lesser Cuomo. I mean, you can't, you know, you, it, it, he will be forever, obviously. I mean, his brother was the governor, a disgraced governor, because he liked to, you know, my culture. I like to touch, I touch, you know how it is. You're in the elevator, and I touch your boobies. And that's just uh, how the Italians are. And first of all, the Italians are not like that. We're more likely in an elevator to give you leftover Parmesan Bat Parmesan, as I mentioned earlier, uh, than we are to give you actual uh, uh, touches. Um, we do like to hug and we do like to kiss on the cheek and all that. But I don't think that that's what got the love gov in trouble. Here's uh, the lesser. Um, you know, it's interesting. You know, I've had people the first time since 9-11 and the war on terror. People have been commenting on social media that I shouldn't say we when we talk about America. I wasn't allowed to say this then, uh, but I just don't care now. I am an American and I report as an American, and I think about America's interests when I support. You know, back on 9-11, they wouldn't let us at ABC News wear a flag pin. I always thought that was wrong. I'm an American. I'm worried about the American hostages. I'm worried about our interests. Um, and that's one aspect of why I care. Good for him. I mean, no, really, good for the lesser. Meanwhile, we have Jewish students at Cooper Union College in New York City locked inside the library for their own safety. A large crowd of anti-Israeli protesters banging on the doors to intimidate them. This is college. This is welcome to college. This is college. This is why Bill Maher said the other day, uh, here's my advice. Don't go. Nice, right? That's college. That's college for you. Hey, you know, don't worry about it. I mean, what are you worried about? If you're worried about stuff like that, what, what can you say? Oh, there was this uh, <laughs> this Republican woman yesterday in Congress when a reporter kept asking the speaker about election denialism, which is something they never asked Democrats about, by the way. They never asked Democrats about election denialism. Uh, this was her response to CNN. Mr. Johnson, you helped lead the efforts to overturn the 2020 election results. Oh, God. <laughs> 
Next question. Shut up. Shut up. I like that. That's that's good. Hakeem Jeffries is the ultimate election denier, as I mentioned to you. He is a guy who to this day still says that Russia, Russia is the reason why Donald Trump won the election. And, you know, look, I mean, you can you can you can say lots of different things that you want about uh, uh, about Hakeem Jeffries as the but what you can't do as a member of the press is ask him ask him about election denialism but we have the tapes we have the we we have the receipts as they say including his tweets 13 times hakeem jeffries denied the election results he said there is a cloud of illegitimacy around the election of donald trump because of the fake news industry he said the legitimacy of the 2016 presidential election was in doubt Jeffries claimed there is a cloud of illegitimacy hanging over the White House. Jeffries tweeted, the more we learn about the 2016 election, the more illegitimate it becomes. Jeffries said, there is clearly a cloud of illegitimacy hanging over 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue that's growing bigger by the day. Jeffries claimed Republicans cheated in the 2016 presidential election. Democrat leader Hakeem Jeffries suggested multiple congressional seats were stolen by rogue Republican operatives. Hakeem Jeffries suggested Trump was an illegitimate president and a Russian asset. Jeffries claimed Russia artificially put Trump in the White House. Jeffries said there was a cloud of illegitimacy that continues to hang over the Trump presidency. Jeffries tweeted, the cloud of illegitimacy hanging over 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue grows stronger by the day. Jeffries accused Republicans of trying to steal the 2020 election. Jeffries said history will never accept Trump as a legitimate president. These are the things Hakeem Jeffries said. These are the things. This is, I mean, look, you know, again, it's, it's, it's not hard to have, uh, to have uh, receipts in this day and age where everything on social media kind of follows you forever and ever. It follows you. Right. I mean, you know, you can't get away from this stuff. It doesn't matter if look, if the media won't ask the questions, that's OK, because I can bring it up. You can bring it up. We can all bring these things up. We can we can we can wear this. Now, the breaking news that I mentioned to you earlier in the show today is that Mark Meadows allegedly wore a wire for the FBI while he was Trump's chief of staff. Don't know if that's true or not. Mark Meadows is denying a lot of these things, but that's the story that Mark Meadows allegedly wore a wire. Uh, if that is the case, that is, that is a, a terrible, terrible thing that he would, he would do that and, and turn against the uh, president of the United States. But, you know, I, look, let's hope it's, let's hope it's, uh, it's, it's the corporate media lying because they've, li- they've lied many, many times before. So if that's the case, I don't think okay. not oh. attending the inauguration, for instance, would be disrespecting uh, that principle in this particular situation, because John Lewis is completely right. There is a cloud of illegitimacy around the election of Donald Trump. The Russians interfered with his election. Oh. James Comey and the FBI interfered with his oh. uh, election. The fake news and industry interfered with his election i don't think not attending the inauguration for instance would be disrespecting uh, that principle in this particular situation because john lewis is completely right there is a cloud of illegitimacy around Mm. the election of donald trump the russians interfered with his election james Mm. comey and the fbi interfered with his Mm. uh, election the fake news industry interfered with his election Wow, that's amazing. I mean, and that guy's a Democrat uh, leader. But don't ask him those questions, okay? You're not allowed to ask that. You cannot ask those questions. As soon as the President of the United States, or, or I should say the new Speaker of the House comes out, that's the only thing that they'll ask him about. All right, that's it. That's the only thing that you can bring up. But you, you do not ask Hakeem Jeffries about any of those things. Got it?
Good. Glad you understand that. All right, listen, uh, Mark Levin's up next. I'll be back with you tomorrow for our Friday edition. Wow, the week has flown by, I guess because of the Phillies and, and the heartbreak that we're all still feeling. But it's flown by, and tomorrow's Friday, and then we got an Eagles game on Sunday. So we're excited, right? I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll get through this. Uh, have a great rest of your night on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. Phil, thanks for the great music. As always, we appreciate it as you filled in today the steady hand for Henry. Matt DeSanctatraitorous, as always, I will deal with you tomorrow. Have a great night. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.